the true blue podcast i'm your host zach zuccardi you can find me on instagram at true blue podcast it is wednesday april april 50th no it's uh wednesday may 5th may 5th single day mile um it's also my friend alex's birthday shout out to my friend alex love alex alex is one of the funniest people no, let me say this. He's top five people I know. Top five funniest people I know. Um, which means I'll know him forever. If you're funny, I will want to be around you. People who are funny are the best people to be around. Because at any moment, they could just shoot like endorphins into your body. <laughs> they could literally just have like a funniest fucking joke or observation or impression or whatever and then all of a sudden they're just shooting like endorphins into your body <laughs> right right into your brain right into your entire fucking body into your bloodstream these are endorphin bullets when you're around someone funny seriously though i mean it, those are the best people to be around you know i uh i love it like yeah so shout out to alex great guy you know, uh, he's kind of like one of those friends I don't talk to all the time. But when we talk, it's all good. It's never awkward. You know, jokes and what's up, how are you doing, family stuff. It's, you know, shout out to Alex. Happy birthday to him. So, yeah, you know, I uh, I kind of want to just do this just do this show. I've been feeling real depressed lately. But I've been doing shit. I've been swimming and, like, I'm... Uh, I'm actually uh, working on releasing a poetry uh, uh, zine, which I am happy to share on here, I guess, for the first time. Um, and I met up with, with my friend Mike. Shout out to Mike. And he's helped me, like, put it together. Um, you know, and I, uh, I'm i being active out there and shit. I, uh, I signed up to be, I also haven't shared this yet, to be a big brother. Like the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program. So uh, I met my little brother in person last week. And it was awesome. We ate pizza and we played drums. I mean, come on. That's just, you know. But yeah, he was he was really cool. And uh, it was a really great experience. Um, I kind of didn't want to talk about it. Um, until I guess I was doing it. Or even I am a little weird about it. Because... Anytime you do something, or I should say anytime I do something that uh, involves some sort of like uh, charity or whatever, I really like to keep it close to the, to the vest, you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, that's just what I'm doing, and I can't not tell you about it and be like, yeah, I'm just doing nothing other, you know, I'm just hanging out and whatever. So yeah, that's been, that's been cool. It's definitely an experience. Um, you know, we're hanging out again this weekend, and... Um, 
I'll keep you posted on how everything's going. But uh, I used to do hospice, and uh, that was um, a rewarding yet uh, challenging experience. Um, and I wanted to kind of do something like that. And I was thinking to myself about like this pandemic and last year and all this bullshit. It's got to be fucking so tough to be a kid, you know? I mean, fuck. To, you know, be a man in his 30s is fucking tough <laughs> going through this shit. You know, being being a kid, fuck, I can only imagine. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to get involved and just, you know, positive hardcore, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, I mean, but I'm still depressed. Depression's a weird thing, the way it kind of just settles in, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things that, you know, uh, is, um, is real tricky, but, um, I'm again with doing all these things, even if I don't realize it, I'm doing good shit. Like I'm not just depressed, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a label. It's just like, you know, by, I am aware of doing these things with the podcast, swimming, all the self-care is all good. You know, even though I feel depressed, I know like that stuff is definitely counted is 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 accounted for. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, man. Ah, shit. You know, I um, I just love my dog. Um, I love, love, love my dog. My friend Bethany, shout out to her. She lost her dog that she's had for like 14 years. And my dog has been sick. So I'm just um. Guess I'm a little like emotional about it, or a little bit sensitive, and like you know, stressed about it. She has like problems with her with her pooping, um, so and her her uh, her energy is really down. I don't know if it's the medication or medic, you know, or like what, um, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's important to love your dog, and I love my dog. You know, she's she's still here with me. We're actually going on the 20th for an ultrasound because she has, like, something going on. So, um, yeah. So just with uh, her sharing her story about losing her dog and just, you know, I, I've lost dogs before with, you know, growing up or whatever. And this shit is tough. Uh, so just wanted to make sure I pointed out to love your dog. Keep it simple. Um so the NFL draft was recently. If you know anything about me, you know I love football, especially fantasy football. I play a particular kind of fantasy football where you actually keep your players that you draft. Most people that you hear who play fantasy football, they typically play in a redraft format where every year they pick a whole new team and they have that have that team for one season and that's it. In this other format, it's for more hardcore motherfuckers like, like myself and it's a dynasty format. So you keep your players. You have one initial draft you draft like, you know, 40 players or whatever, and then you keep those guys. And then every year when the rookies come in after the NFL draft, you just draft the rookies. So sort of like a real team, you know. You have your players after your initial draft, and then every year you draft the rookies. So with the NFL draft, um, it was like last weekend. It was awesome. It's so fucking awesome. It's so exciting. I love watching it still. Just to see these teams 
you know, change their strategies or trade up or draft certain players and, you know, try to really build their build their team or their franchise in a certain way. It's real exciting. And for fantasy football, it's um it's it's so fucking fun. So I have a draft this weekend. Um these dynasty drafts happen very early, you know, as early as April, May. Um, whereas the regular redraft, those all usually happen in late August to early September. So, yeah, so um, once these guys get drafted, they have something called draft capital, meaning like where they got drafted will be indicative of if they're going to be, you know, uh, a starter or, you know, kind of where they fall within the actual team's plans. So guys drafted in the first or second round, especially the first round, they're probably going to start right away. Um, whereas guys drafted in the fifth, the fourth or fourth or fifth round, they may have, uh, some, you know, some developing before they're, uh, going to see some play time. Anyway, my point in explaining this is I've been watching a lot of film, reading a lot of, uh, analysis on these players. So when it comes time for me to draft these players to my fantasy teams, my dynasty fantasy teams. I'll know who the fuck they are. <laughs> and it is a very um, long process. There's like a hundred thousands. Like there's like just a ton of these players. So I'm watching all this film, doing all this research on them. But uh, it's a lot of fun and it's very rewarding, especially when you can have a strong draft. And it's just like a game. Like anyone plays a game, anyone fucking has a hobby. Fantasy football and dynasty fantasy football is the same same kind of thing. It's just such a fun fucking hobby. And I just love it so much. And if you love football, it's fucking, it's the way to go. So yeah, I've been just really uh, rocking and rolling with that. Do you ever notice when you go to these places that have like point systems like Walgreens or even some of the dispensaries here have them where you're like you, um, you know, you spend so much money and you get X amount of points and they'll be like, you have 50,000 points and you're going, oh, fuck yeah, fucking rules. And it's like five bucks. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? 50,000 points is $5? I went to Walgreens the other day, and they said I had like 26,000 points. I said, oh, fuck yeah. And it was a dollar, a motherfucking dollar. And I'm like, Psh, let's do it. But, like, you know what I'm saying? All these point systems are so fucked. They should just have dollar for fucking dollar or, like, dollar for, like, point. You know what I mean? But that would be too easy. Um, it sounds cooler to say, oh, you have 70,000 points. Oh, cool. What do I get? Uh, you can have one of these pens and then, uh, we'll give you a fucking lollipop, you asshole. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That was just one of those things that this happened to me kind of recently in a couple places where they're like, you, you have, you know, all these fucking points. You want to use them? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Anyway, that's kind of it. That's my, since we last spoke segment where I just talk my shit, so that was fun. Alright, let's move on to the motherfucking self-care tip of za week. Alright, cool. So hey, you know what? I really didn't have one planned, and I just thought Keep it simple. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Just keep it simple. So uh, the self-care tip of the week is tell someone you love them. Someone could be your dog, could be a person, a neighbor, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, whatever. 
Anyone who you actually love, tell them that you love them. And would you know it, there's some fucking health benefits from doing this. Simply put, it lowers stress hormones in your body. Actually, simply put, would probably say lower stress. F- fuck the hormones. We gotta get it. We gotta get. We 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 gotta get into that. Just lower stress. Also lowers your your cholesterol somehow. I have no idea, but it does. Also, it'll help lower your blood pressure. And for all you COVID motherfuckers out there, it'll help strengthen your immune system. And how cool is that? Just by fucking telling someone you love them, you know. And here's here's my hippie spiel on it. I would imagine that just the love chemical, the oxytocin, all that shit, the endorphins, it just, when you feel something and, you know, you actually love someone and you tell them that, it just does something. There's something, literally like a chemical, there's something there. Like something like third eye almost. So yeah, simply put, tell someone you love them. Go do it. Text them, call them when you see them, whatever. You don't got to make it a big deal. Just text one of your homies, one of your homegirls, whoever. But just tell someone that you love them, that you actually love, not just some random ass shit. Yeah, so there you go. You heard all the health benefits, lower stress, lower your cholesterol, blood pressure, and it strengthens your immune system. Who would have thunk it? Fuck yeah. All right, so let's move on. Let's go to the motherfucking... Let's read some haiku. What do you say? Let's do some haiku. Sound good? Sound good. Shit, so we're going to read from haiku moment. We're going to start on page 130. It's where we left off. This book has 311 All right, pages. That'll please some of my friends. <laughs> this book has 311 pages. All right, cool. So let's, uh, let's go to page 130. All right, here goes. Spring wind sweeping the clouds from puddle to puddle. Heavy summer air. The black cat walks around in circles. One dragonfly, the whole rice field, astir. Nip of fall, a rabbit's tooth marks in magnolia leaves. First frost on a silver card tray, wild persimmons. Tea fragrance from an empty cup, the thin winter moon. Almost asleep. A breeze wakes me, northern lights. Suddenly here, grasshopper on my knee, suddenly gone. A few red tomatoes among the hard green ones, falling leaves. Autumn sunset, blue shadows on the mountain meet blue shadows in the lake. January cold on the fence posts an old green rug littered with straw. Snow beyond the pane. In a crystal bud vase, the white rose unfolds. In the April orchard, that thin blackbird, waiting. From her window, at sundown, at moondown. Alone in the rain, even my shadow washed away. 
Drifts of snow, spider webs whitening, corners of the shed. Apple orchard, empty twisted branches glisten in the rain. No stars tonight, but the fireflies so close you can touch them. Barnacles still clinging to a dead whale's belly. Brutal. Barnacles. That's funny. <laughs> I like it starts out with the word barnacles, which is a funny word. I don't think I've really ever said that or read that, but there it is, barnacles. <laughs> and then it's to a dead whale's belly. Yeah, it's brutal. That's so fucking brutal. All right. Momentary dolphins woven in the curl of a summer wave. The boat's horn echoes against the far buildings, evening lightning. Wolf spider dancing sideways on the wall, dusk. Middle of the highway with bells on, our old dog. Autumn storm, my dear aunt's alarm ringing. Let me read it. Let me start over that. I totally fucked that up. Autumn storm, my dead aunt's alarm ringing. In my silver wedding shoes, spider webs. This one's interesting. These are all like um, dreams almost. Like especially the first one, middle of the highway with bells on, our old dog. Between pinches of goldfish food, stillness settles. Twilight mist, the sparrow on the barbed wire shifts his head. Winter river, two ducks still in the moonlight. A moth rises in the smoke wind, the silence. Alright, well fucking A, there you have it. It's haiku moment. Those were good, man. Some of those were really good. You know, they just capture just such... Ah, it's perfect, it's perfect. Alright, hey, we're breezing through this motherfucker. Um, let's, let's move on to the True Blue playlist, the song of the week. So yesterday, May 4th, was actually my friend Heath's birthday. Shout out to Heath. Great friend of mine. Love this guy. He's such a, um, such a great friend. Also very funny, by the way. Let me just mention this. Heath is also, along with Alex, very fucking funny. And there's, you know, Heath is just, you know, he's, yeah. But he is. He is very fucking funny. He's definitely in that top five for sure. And people know Heath is funny. Like, I have a couple friends who know Heath, and even my mom knows him, and they all think he's funny. But he is. Yeah, see? I'm telling you, May has some funny people. Let me tell you. Um, so, yeah, shout out to him. Um, anyway, anyway, yesterday, um, as well as it being Heath's birthday, it was also uh, MCA from Beastie Boys the day that he passed away in 2012. Um, and... Um, I remember that exact day, to be honest with you, because I was late for work and then just hearing like the news. I had Facebook at the time. Um, it was really sad because I thought to myself, like the Beastie Boys are no longer going to be a, like a thing, you know, like it, it felt like they they didn't last long within my, within my lifetime. 
Um, I mean, he was only 47. And uh, it was just so surreal to me that, like, he passed away. And uh, that the Beastie Boys wouldn't be a, a group anymore. It's just like how fucking final death is, you know? So, and as a kid, I loved the Beastie Boys, and my favorite was Ad-Rock. He just had this, you know, he was just the coolest one to me. Mets hat and everything. As I got older, he really became MCA because of how versatile he was and how, like, um, worldly he was. And, uh, I mean, he would go, like do New York hardcore shit and play with the Cro-Mags at Colony Island High or at CB's. It's so dope. You know, he was uh, just from things that I hear from, you know, people who actually knew him, just a down-to-earth guy, you know, about the music, about positive hardcore, about, you know, just um, living a a loving and caring life. And... uh, Someone who uh, I guess I could say is sort of like a role model in the sense of like how versatile he is in his uh, musical output and taste. And then also like the, the different things that he that he got into. You kind of like see them sort of growing up with the with the Beastie Boys from the 80s into the 90s into the 2000s and all that. Anyway, so the song that I chose is off of Hello Nasty. It's called I Don't Know. And it's actually it's 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 a uh, Beastie Boys of course, but it's it's MCA. He's the only one singing. And then uh, it's uh, it's it's a song that I overlooked. And I even saw the Beastie Boys in '98. Loved them, like always loved them. My older brother kind of got me into them. They were always so cool to me. The Beastie Boys were the coolest fucking thing when I was a kid. Like no one was cooler to me. Um. And with this song, it's towards the end of the album. There's like 25 songs on this album. Came out in 98. And it's like acoustic. It's got this like acoustic bossa nova feel. Really, really cool. It's almost impossible not to like it. To be honest with you. Excuse me. The lyrics are great. I will read them here momentarily. But they are great. And it shows the Beastie Boys range. They have an acoustic song with MCA singing. And his vocals sound great. Like it's a beautiful song. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it uh, flows really well, really deep. Deep lyrics. I love the title, I Don't Know. It's very like, kind of like humble. Um, check this song out. I actually made a, like, literally after he died, I made a YouTube video of this song. So if you ever go on YouTube and type in, I don't know Beastie Boys, and it's, um, I think it's under Cough Cool, but you'll see it's a picture of MCA. It's like a black and white picture. I was so taken by it back then that I had to share it on uh, on the Uses Tubes's yeah, it's just such a such a uh, powerful song, beautiful song. I mean, again, it's at the end of the album, and it's just it's so good. So I'm going to now read the lyrics to "I Don't Know" by the Beastie Boys. What's pleasing to the eye in the delusion of all my sight is not what I find when I reach into the light. 
I have lost my mind. I'm walking through time, deluded as the next guy, pretending and hoping to find that distant peace of mind. I don't know who does know there is no where to go. It's not so simple as I try to wish, but then again, what is? There is no other worthy quest, so on I go. I don't know who does know there is no where to go. I don't know who does know where to go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, just so good. Simple. It flows so beautifully. Very humble. You know, pretending and hoping to find that distant peace of mind. Oh my God. This song, literally, these lyrics and this song has been sort of like a mantra to me at times. It's such a uh, just such a powerful song, and I uh, I'm I'm so glad to share it within this uh, time frame here. The energy is just uh, is just right. All right, so there you have it. There is session thirty four, True Blue podcast. Thanks everyone for checking it out and tuning in with me. I hope you have a great, um, what the fuck, weekend and shit. And uh, yeah, check me out on Instagram, True Blue Podcast. Check out the True Blue playlist. And everyone have a have a great weekend. Peace.